Coming up on OTH, Raymond and I are going over Mark Yetter's final patch preview with 11.13 before moving into our picks of the week and the LCS roster changes before moving into the second week of the LCS summer split. We hope you enjoy episode 17 of On the Hunt. Body to episode 17 of On the Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I'm your co-host Chris, aka the shit poster, because it's it's now officially my job to do that, dude. I like I actually have to go around and look at viral tweets and then copy them and apply them to my uh the companies that I represent. Wow. So it's pretty cool. That's and that's uh, crazy. I used do you to have think that it on was a business dumb. card? Um, it we're working on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, mm, memer in the professional setting okay but I mean, yeah, that shit poster and uh an application you know yeah when you have to like explain it to your friends you say i'm a shit poster but when you go and explain it to like jeff bezos when he asks like why you should hire you you're like i'm a memer yeah <laughs> for that the elevator pitch right and uh joining me on this episode is our other co-host raymond what's going on man you know not much dude more of the same more of the same back to work i've hung out with people twice in real life in the last week since we last spoke it's insane oh wow okay yeah Yeah, it's actually um i think the restrictions in my city just cleared up today where like wearing mask wearing a mask is optional um and and then from there it's up to the business whether or not they want to require mask wearing or not so yeah it's pretty cleared up here although i have not hung out with people in a long time i will say that (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was i went on a couple we did like a couple uh team building things for for works so not i say that as like a meme thing but um but yeah just like i got to hang out with a couple of people that i work with that you know i had never met before in real life but mm-hmm. had spent the last year literally every day talking to so it's pretty cool it's pretty cool that is pretty cool so you were working remote but the all your coworkers are local or something? No, I mean we were all remote. Like since uh since I had started, we were all remote. And then Right. Oh, but your office is nearby and then all your other coworkers are nearby as well. Right. Is so, that how that works? Yeah. So okay. like on Sunday we, we just went down to uh like some place in LA, had had some drinks. It was like a beer garden, so we had some some German food as well. And then <laughs> today we had like a in person like company meeting, like company wide meeting thing and they brought like a food truck to a park i got to hang out with some people and get free food yeah that's good team building is that is it gonna be doomed now do you have to return to the office soon no still that's out for out for uh what's the word whatever it hasn't been decided yet um we're like they're they're kind of waffling on like actually making a a plan for that so for now or it sounds like for the foreseeable future we'll be like pretty much remote unless uh like uh, your your job somehow requires it but we've managed so far and it hasn't been required so it'll be pretty remote i think no mandate at least yet that we have to go back in the office and one last question for, about your work life <laughs> um, of course of course when you work at home does do they do anything for you like do they buy have you did they buy you a printer or do they put, pay for your internet or anything um do you when... need a fax machine I don't need a fax machine, no. The they I mean they gave me a laptop when I started. Um and like I think that when I first started they were doing like you could get like a credit for your 
for your internet. Like they would give you like fifty dollars every paycheck to pay for your internet. But I don't know if they still do that. And also, I was living at home, stealing my parents' internet, so I just didn't take it, even though I could have lied and then just pocketed it. But um, yeah, not 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 like anything too crazy beyond that. We get like twenty dollars every Friday to order like delivery, like lunch. But okay, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought you were going to say, like, they give me $20 in RP. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was going to be something weird like that. Anyways, dude, this is the League of Legends podcast. Of course. Yeah, if you couldn't tell. And um, I actually haven't been playing. I've been playing a lot of a lot of Stardew Valley, a little bit of Tetris, which is um, it's a little fun, but I'm <laughs> kind of bad. A little rusty. Still yeah. come back into it. And um, yeah, I tried to push for Master's Rank and TFT over this weekend. Didn't get it. Had a few BGs, Did but that's okay. We'll get there. A, a little close. I I was up to like eighty six LP or something like that, and then um, luck turned for the worst. Mm. But it'll be okay. Nah, it's my mental's destroyed. But it'll be okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It'll be better, dude. I promise. Yeah. It'll, actually, I'm really liking this patch. But anyways, uh, let's get into patch eleven point thirteen preview provided by Mark Yetter. Which apparently will be his final preview because I believe he's moving to the MMORPG team at Riot Games. So he won't be doing this part of um, of his job anymore of just sharing patch notes on <laughs> Twitter. So I guess they're going to be start doing this a different way or just have some other guy tweeting it out um, in between the patch weeks. But yeah, this is going to be the, the last preview for the Yetter man. God bless Mark Yetter, dude. He's going to be... I He's going to have such a nice like couple years where... He doesn't get, you know, Renekton top only in every single one of his comment response or uh, tweets on Twitter saying, like, why, why haven't you buffed Renekton yet? You know, like, he's finally going to not have to deal with that until the MMO comes out. And then he's going to have to deal with, like, Mark Yetter, why isn't my class buffed? I want to be Ionia, but they suck. And it's going to be hell again for him. Wow. Actually, that just made me really hyped for it. Like, all of a sudden, of, like, <laughs> realizing there's going to be, like uh let's say factions or something of like demacia ionia and that sort of thing and then like that's going to be like your starting zone for whatever kind of like faction you choose i guess and then when you hit level 30 you'll be able to like venture out into the world or something we'll see yeah. how that goes don't get too excited dude i think it's still years down the line yeah i, mean, I brainstorm too much decrepit old and decrepit by the time that it happens yeah or we'll be playing with our brains thanks to elon musk neural link or whatever oh true yeah um so yeah in this patch there's a couple of big changes i'll start right off at the top with the um a nerf to divine thunder was this needed man tell me i think so dude have you seen <laughs> i know you haven't played but i've been playing and uh every game there's either there's either an ezreal ban or an ezreal in your game and uh i think that item is part of the reason so they're they're taking it down a notch, getting it off of him. I don't know that there were any other ranged champions abusing it. I know that like some other I mean, we've seen a lot of other melee champs kinda that, that can use it, you know, like the Wukongs, the Volley Bears trying to play with it. Um it seems like that's giving it presence, but it doesn't seem like out of line for those characters. So we're just uh giving Ezreal the old kneecap, which is I think well deserved. Yeah, dude, he just won't stay down. But anyway, so they're only nerfing it looks like they're only nerfing the amount of hp that you um no the amount of damage that you damage, deal yeah. based on your hp just for range so i think melees are going to be unaffected from the looks of it and then moving into um some new things that are going to come into game there's going to be a cost reduction for some of the ap items ludens 
uh, Leandries and Everfrost, and then also a little bit of buff for Moonstone Renewer and the Ghost Poro Rune. And then there's also going to be two new items. You want to just hop into those right now? Yeah, dude, let's get started with those. Pick your favorite. Okay, yeah. Um, let's just start with Holebreaker. Um, I believe this one is going to replace Sanguine Blade for being kind of a split push item and emphasizing being on by yourself in order to maximize this item's um, passives. So it's going to be... I don't know what the, the build is or the item components, but it's going to be 50 attack damage, 300 health. So I assume there's going to be some sort of like um, belt involved or or maybe even phage. Yeah. Um, and then... I actually didn't think about that. Something like that. And so, and I guess a, a rejuve bead thrown in there somewhere <laughs> for uh, health regen. And then um, the passive is when there's no allied champions nearby, you gain uh, armor based on your level and magic resist. Um, and also 20% increased damage to towers. Also, your nearby large minions gain armor and magic resist and deal damage, um, increased damage to towers as well. So it, it's all about being tankier and then um, dealing damage to towers, um, which is kind of weird. And it's an AD item, so you don't get to use this on like Twisted Fate or anything like that. Um, what do you think? It's, is it cool to you? Is it, I'm for First of all, for me, it's like rest in place... Rest in peace, Sanguine Blade, because that item's really fun when you play it on, like, Callista or even any of the, like, fun split pushers like Trindamir, Fiora, or even just make it on somebody like Wukong or, um, I can't think of anybody yeah. else right okay. now, but, you know, just any split pusher. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what do you think about uh, Holebreaker? Yeah, I mean, I think when I first saw it, you know, I think I had the same thought that many people did, and it was how much did the Baos FFS pay Riot to make him an AD Scion split push item? Um and like that's i'm still, i think the jury's still out on on who did that um or how much it costs i guess because maybe like i can get just a a siver item or something i don't know um but yeah i mean it seems it seems pretty legit uh i think i think i kind of agree I, what they said when they mentioned that it was removing sanguine blade i think sanguine blade has like just way too weird of a niche like the champions that want it like the champions that would build it often are like you know lethality Quinn or something, and you would. That's probably like the most synergistic for anybody, and everybody else is like, if I want lethality, do I really want attack speed? Do I really need the lifesteal? Like it was, it was just kind of weird for a lot of people to justify building. Um, so like I, I kind of see how this is like a better option for for more beefy bruisers or tanks that might want to try and. Uh, venture into some split pushing or having to match split pushers or something like that um so it, it seems pretty cool to me yeah i was just I, i'm kind of sad because you know sanguine blade you can also build it on junglers for fun too like just messing yeah. around making on lee sin or Jarvan or something like that but this item it's like specifically for split pushing like the the bonus is that you deal more damage to towers whereas with like sanguine blade if you like caught somebody out in river or like at a camp by themselves and it's just you you could like potentially one cycle them or something so yeah that's what i'm going to be sad and, and missing and that's the i guess the big difference between the two items is they're both made for split pushing but this one is like for real sit in the lane and like just <laughs> brain dead run for the tower you at and least somebody still... has to come stop you yeah you at least look at some armor in mr so at least it's uh it's not totally lost when you're not like actively pushing but if you're just by yourself you're you're a little tankier but yeah it's definitely it's definitely like a tank or half bruiser item more than it is uh like hardcore ad split pusher item 
yeah, I guess that is going to be weird of like, who is this for? Is it for more like Darius or is it for like Poppy and Maokai or something like that? Yeah, I think I think what I was like, imagining, like Garen, yeah, yeah, definitely more like the like I could see it on Poppy. Um, I could see it on on more of the yeah. Garen is probably seems like a good option. Just guys that are that want the that can use some of the damage. You know, like they don't mind having fifty AD in the build path, but like you're not you're not a full 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 uh damage character. It's not like Aurelia is going to buy this fight or Fiora probably, but you would want uh, actually maybe Fiora could still get it. Who knows. We'll see. But yeah, definitely not the same niche as Sanguine Blade, I'd imagine. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the other item is going to be Anathema's Chains, Anathema. Yeah, I think... Anathema. I don't know. <laughs> I'd take Anathema. I think both sound sound good enough. I have no no official word, so... Yeah. Um, 2,500 gold, and whereas Holebreaker was going to cost 2,800. And so this one is just a straight health item, 650 health and 20 ability haste. So uh, that sounds like Kindle Jam and another belt, I'm presuming. Yeah. <laughs> and like probably like four more ruby crystals. <laughs> um, this one is weird. This one is just um, a global active pick a champion like Kindred or Rengar um, passive. And then um, that person is your nemesis over 60 seconds. Um, and it builds stacks like, um, like Dead Man's Plate, I suppose. And then you take up to 30% reduced damage from the person that you pick which is 1% per 1% per vendetta stack. So I'm going to presume that 30 stacks is the max. And then also at max stacks, your nemesis has 20% reduced tenacity while near you, which is like the most random thing I feel like. <laughs> um I can't wrap my head around like this item so far. Do you have any thoughts uh right off the bat? I'm not really sure. Uh like it's so much health. Yeah, I don't know. It is weird. It's it's like something that you want. It sounds just like you want to beat up an AD carry, right? It reminds me of like old Poppy Ultimate, also almost. Um, you know, you're just like you're picking one person. And you're saying "fuck you" in particular, kind of thing. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder how good that is. Like, if you're not, if you're not the Vendetta, right? Like, like you're say you're playing some top lane tank, and you're saying I'm gonna build this and just pick their AD carry. Like, if they're if they're strong, it seems good. But then if, like, you're against anybody else on their team who deals damage, right? Like, if you're against a Viego jungle and you're picking the enemy, you know, Callista or something, like, sure, the Callista's going to tickle you, but then Viego's still just going to, like, roll over you. I don't know. It's a little right. it's a little weird. But it sounds like if it's, if it's strong enough, maybe it is just, like, super fuck you and it'll be really toxic. But I don't know. I, it's It's hard to say without seeing it, like in action i think yeah i guess um i guess when i think about it it would be really good against like single threat comps if it was something like you know four supports and kogma maybe something silly like that or like rest in peace uh tarik master yi combo because you just (laughs) target the master yi and he can't deal damage to you true um so like i other than that like i feel like it's kind of a weird item um totally out of the blue in my opinion i would like would never even like think of this kind of item existing in the game let alone like actually putting it in and what what it does and what stats it it would consist of yeah like you definitely i don't think of uh you know like if somebody sat me down like three months ago and said 
hey, what do you think? Like, if we had to make a new item for League of Legends, like, what do you think it should do? It would. This know, would right? have never came across my mind. Like, like a Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make an item. Go for it, dude. <laughs> Fuck it. And what's your name? Yeah, it's in the game. Now. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And then also, oh, any last thoughts on the the la- the new two items? No, I think. Uh... I don't know. I think they're just—it's a little weird, definitely. But we'll see how they how they play out. I don't know who will use them. Yeah, the only if if there's any takeaway that I have, I'm mad that these two items came out after the summer split started. Like, why is there gonna be two items be put in with into like week five of the LCS? Like, that's that's <laughs> the part that I'm mad about, if anything. Um, also, in this patch, it's a big patch. Is um gonna be a big mobility creep reduction. That was um, pushed from last patch into this one, and uh, you gave it to me. Long story short, there's gonna anything any item that gives bonus move speed, that move speed is reduced. So items like Gale Force just get uh, Trinity Force, they just give less move speed. Same thing for Stridebreaker, Shirelias, Cosmic Drive, etc. Um, I don't know if the distance for Stridebreaker is nerfed as well. Yeah, no, they the thing for Stridebreaker, I I think. Yeah, I think you hit the gist, like, most of the items, like, anything that was a mythic passive that gave you move speed, anything that just had passive move speed as part of it, uh, just is now, like, less overall. Uh, Stridebreaker, I think, is one of the bigger ones that they changed. They, it's no longer a dash. It's just, like, an active, like, gore drinker. Um, but you can cast it while moving, and it has a bigger slow and does a little more damage. So it's, like, yeah, it's more of a catch item, I guess, but less of a dash item like so so it, it removes a lot of that like random unnecessary kit breaking mobility that like a darius could get from just buying stride breaker yeah it's actually so funny how like how game changing just the item stride breaker was after like they decided to buff it early on in the season to like mm-hmm. increase the distance and, and that sort of thing just because nobody was building it right um because gore drinker was definitely better at the start but then over time when they, they buffed Stridebreaker so hard and then just left it that way for like five patches. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely definitely overpowered for some champions that just were made a long time ago and never <laughs> expected to have this kind of movement as part of their kit. But yeah, exactly. Like you said, Darius. Um, even Set is like kind of a menace with this item as well. They just like weren't made with this item in mind. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that just like for for people that have played a lot, you know, you get you come to like have certain expectations about what enemy champions can do and like what their zone of threat is or something like that. And this, this just like really threw a lot of those long built habits and like pieces of knowledge, like out the window. It's just like suddenly like, yeah, you can't kick it close. That's not going to work. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I got fucked by a NAR that way. where like, I didn't think he <laughs> would reach me with his ulti, but Stridebreaker made it happen. Yeah. It definitely caught me off guard. Um, and then lastly, there's some changes to champions, just a couple nerfs to Rumble, Lee Sin, and Riven, as well as some buffs to um, Dr. Mundo, who is apparently kind of meh, from my understanding. Um, Zaya, Aphelios, and Olaf also get some buffs. And then presumably there's going to be a whole bunch of changes to Tom Kench as well. Um, anything you want to say before we go into Tom Kench? Nah, all these buffs are like little baby things. I feel like there's there's a the, the only one that I think matters is the nerf to sins e damage i think that's a good one just to make him one shot waves a little a little less i think but hopefully hopefully that'll tone down the solo lane lee sin picks 
All right. And then for um, the Tom Kench changes, it looks like he's actually getting a little bit of a mini rework. I believe his Q is more or less the same, but then they're like swapping his W and E. Is that correct? His W and ulti. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like your the Diana rework that happened not too long ago. Um, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The gist. Uh, there's like a small change to his Q, uh, where now it heals if you hit a champion. It heals him for ten percent of his missing health. Missing health. That's like the the kind of big change there it goes back to applying a stack which if you remember they took that out a while ago where it didn't apply a stack it was passive um that's really yeah. cool actually yeah so now now his w is like um his uh teleport skill and it'll be i think it's supposed to be a, somewhat of a shorter range um but it should be a shorter range i guess i don't know for sure if it isn't or if it uh is or is not but now it'll deal damage and knock people up in the area when you jump out of it so it's kind of like it's a little faster if I remember like seeing like just cl- short clips of it. Uh, it's like a little faster than what your uh, ulti was before, but it's more about the kind of combat potential of it than it is the like map wide mobility stuff. And now Devour is on his ulti, so it's more damage. Uh, it gives a shield to allies that he saves, but it's uh, just kind of switched around. It's a little whack. Yeah, I'm I'm really gonna miss that. I think. The W is going to be interesting. It sounds uh, it sounds like it's going to be pretty strong. It sounds like he could potentially be a, a solo laner um, with the kind of like um, healing potential on his Q and then uh, potential for CC on his W as well. So uh, that's going to be interesting. And then it looks like his ulti is kind of a short cooldown as well. 80 seconds at level 6 sounds, sounds like it's pretty ripe to be like 35 seconds at level 16 with I- like... 50 ability haste or something. I think it's 80 seconds at at, at rank 3, not at rank 1, if I'm reading. Oh, no, you're right. These are these are for right. level 18. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, um, so not as crazy. But yeah. Then. yeah. But yeah, and then um, for his devour, I guess you're, you're, only, you're either going to pick an ally or the um, an enemy, and then all your allies are going to be mad when you don't pick them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then if you've ever played against... Tom Kench, dude, his ulti or his eat does some fucking damage when he eats you, like the as an enemy, like that. That's some. It's powerful. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. What do you think? Do you, do, you, do you think this is better for Tom or or worse? Did you do you care about him? Did you play him ever? Like outside of, did you play him solo lane or anything, or just not touch the champ with a ten foot pull? Um. Yeah. Actually, I'm not a player of Tom Kench. I would say I'm kind of interested in these changes for him as a solo laner. I don't know if it's rest in peace support Tom Kench. Um, because like I said, like it looks like the W has some potential to be like actually good CC. Especially if it's an AoE like, knockup. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just have to see like what the cast speed of it is. Um, but otherwise, um, it doesn't seem too bad. Although the, the cooldown is super long. So expect to get like one of these off in a team fight. Um, so yeah, may- maybe it's not that great. And then... Um, I don't know if any he's gonna need any more like base stat changes to like his move speed or something to make up for like not being able to eat people or just like not really serving any other purpose anymore than like to lick one person. Yeah. Um, at, for like to peel somebody. So it'll be interesting. I'm not sure if it's Rip support Tom Kench though. I hope it is, dude. I think I think he shouldn't be there, or at least like how he is now. You know, like it's so it's such a weird champ to have to just be like a like a full immune for for just any given trade even at a at a 
the bot lane 2v2. It's so fucked, like, how you just... You have to play totally different around what Tomkinch does. And not that that's bad, but it's just, like, such a such a punishing, annoying mechanic that I think it's, like, not good. Yeah, like, it's, like, reverse Callista ulti, I guess, of, like, yeah. just... But like it's that not person a can't take damage up, anymore. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think it's. I see what you mean. It's useful as a an ultimate still, like to devour your ally, right? Like if it saves the Kogma from getting hit by like a train of damage or CC or whatever. But like you're not you're not able to do that on a on a whim on every single bad spell that hits him, you know. Yeah, I guess maybe that will be interesting of like whether people are not want to blow his ulti in order to save somebody from something that might have not been as big of a threat. Mm-hmm. So like. You might save him. You might trade your old your Tom Kench ulti for like an Ash Arrow, but would you trade it for something else like a Lux Snare or something? I guess that'll be interesting. Yeah, like dynamics. My pick of the week this week is going to be you know a little unnatural for me. I'm gonna be honest. I, the last week I've like basically only played Ezreal and Kogma. They're like only the only two ADCs that are <laughs> useful. Um, yeah, but. My pick of the week is going to be not either of those champions, because uh, they're boring that we've already done before. Uh, so my pick of the week is going to be set top. Uh, and it's just... Have you seen all these videos that people have been doing about the um, the mathematically correct set build, where you just build as much health as possible and no resists, so that you can stack your grit faster. And then your grit... You just go, you like go in to take as much damage as you can and then get like a two and a half thousand damage, true damage W off and try and one shot people with it. I've seen it around, but uh, <laughs> yeah, have you been, have you been wanting to try it? I've been wanting to try it. I'll, I like, I feel like Set is one of those champs that like I always think about like after I play top lane, I'm like, oh shit, I could have played Set that game. That could have been fun. And then like I realize and it's like a lot of the time it's a bad matchup for him or like I just wouldn't have played him well or something i don't know i don't play him very often but he's a fun champ to play i think when you when you get good matchups and everything for him yeah i've seen some some clips of him clips of him one-shotting people i'm actually kind of surprised that it still does that much damage after him being released for a year um but i feel like he's pretty good for the game in terms of his design and then um i think he's just like really strong in general (laughs) yeah we'll Um, see with the stride breaker changes how much it affects him like yeah, true. He was, he's a that was, item was probably too good for him, actually. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what other items he'll he'll probably want um, in light of that nerf, or if he's still gonna go with that item. All right, dude. Well, what's your pick of the week, man? Hit me with it. My pick of the week is um, I finally played one game of middle in ranked not too long ago, <laughs> and so my pick of the week is gonna be LeBlanc. I feel like she, um, from having played her, it feels she feels like a in a pretty good spot right now in terms of her her like damage growth over the game of how much damage you can expect to do to people in the meta right now, and so um, felt pretty good. And the items um, for the season feel pretty good on her right now. You can either go Everfrost or Ludens, depending on. I feel like that's actually just player preference, honestly. Um, and you can do like really cool stuff with Everfrost of um, catching people out and then chaining them right after. Mm-hmm. and um, doing all sorts of, like, cool combos. I've also, like, just always really liked LeBlanc. I think I was just, like, fascinated with her the first time I first started playing League, and she was probably, like, one of the first three champions that I bought as well with, um, what was it called? Not not Blue Essence, but whatever IP. it was before. IP, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, so that's going to be my pick of the week is LeBlanc. LeBlanc's my guilty pleasure when, uh, and it's my go-to champion if, like, if I ever smurf. 
Um, just really like that champion. She's really fun to play. All right, all right. I respect that. Good choice. You've been watching. Uh, yeah. You you saw Perks and Power of Evil play it this week too, and you're like, "Let's do that shit, dude. I want to be that guy." Yeah, exactly. I feel like she's actually in a not bad of a spot to play um, at this point in time um, for like any level of play. I believe it. And then let's talk content, dude. Any content that you went over this week? Uh, let me think. I think not that much. I think I I feel like I was pretty busy not listening or watching that much stuff. But uh, I did catch the. Uh, the TSM Legends video where they memed about Spica getting benched for attitude issues and Bjergsen having to be the new jungler. That was pretty funny. That's about all Yeah, I, I saw a clip of that. that. That seemed pretty funny. I think um, today I started listening to the dive, and then I also watched uh, like the intro of Hotline League, actually, just to hear if Jensen had to say anything. <laughs> about did he? The, uh, I, I actually haven't listened to that yet. Did he, did he uh, leak anything juicy? No, not really. And I guess like the whole point is like they don't want to talk about it because and, well, and this is going to be a good transition into that topic right now is that supposedly Jenkins is for sure going to play up to June twenty seventh for uh, because Alfari is just going to take a break from the main LCS roster. Um, citing well, maybe I'm getting the story wrong, but they're citing that he has motivational issues as well as personal like inside issues. Um, in his personal life um, that like ha- have affected his gameplay, I suppose. And so that's why Alfari is benched. And that's why Jenkins is the starter for LCS up to June 27th at the minimum. Um, and I'm, I believe they released some of that in like a statement last week. And then also like some, uh, there was some sort of follow-up tweet as well, where they were saying that like, we get to reveal this information because Alfari gave us permission to, um, do you know, do you know like the full timeline on that? Um, yeah, I think it was just after, after this last week, they finally kind of came together with it. It, it was, uh, yeah, I, whatever it was, Alfari was basically had come out and was like, yeah, this is like, this is like on me kind of, this isn't a, a fault of the team really. It's the, but the, the issues that he was having were like, because of his personal life or whatever that is. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of stuff that we can't have specifics on now i guess or that they're not gonna come out with now but uh it was definitely uh surprising to say the least to to just see that he was gonna be out until june 27th like that's just it's it is weird it's a weird it has to be a like a kind of wacky situation if he's just taking a break and not just you know chilling in academy or doing anything like that he's just like legit out of league of legends for for now yeah it's really interesting i guess it is what it is, and you know he just won't be playing for a bit, and then we'll see if he's ever he's even um, like worth 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 considering playing over Jenkins at that point in time. So that's going to be like a whole a whole new patch of I don't even know if that's something he'll be adjusted to. I mean, I'm sure it's more I'm or less sh- the same champions. I'm sure he'll be okay. I, I, if he if he comes back and isn't you know like it wasn't like uh, you know Jensen fucked his GF and you know broke them up and now he's alone in LA and hates all his team. Like if it's not something like that, then <laughs> once he figures out how to handle whatever's going on and he can come back and play League of Legends, I think he's gonna be the better choice over Jenkins. Mostly Yeah, you're right, dude. You're right. And then also in some uh LCS news before we get into the the weekend is um the Dignitas trade of mid laners for Saligo for Yusui, where uh they put Saligo back down to Academy. Poor guy. 
I feel like he's transitioned between Academy and LCS like three times now. Yeah. And he was finally doing pretty well this split. It seems like this whole I mean this whole year with Dig has been a a good split for him. Not any kind of middling feels bad, feels weird situation. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh I think in the past we could definitely point him out as like a weak point of the team. Uh I wouldn't say that that was particularly um upholding for the last bit of LCS and even the starting weekend of uh, the summer split. So I feel like this kind of came out of nowhere, but also it is what it is. They're just going to play Yusui from here on out or yeah. possibly have a little um, swapping situation. We'll see. And then also a mid, an, there was another mid lane trade uh, for Immortals, right? Where they put in their Academy mid laner pretty in for the Friday game as a reward, apparently for playing <laughs> well in, in Academy. Um, what what do you do? You have any thoughts about that of like academy players being rewarded or you know potentially like I'll, I'll I'll say what I think now of like potentially fucking up the summer split record, which is going to be okay because the top eight teams go to playoffs, so it's mm-hmm. not as strict as like the summer midseason showdown. But you know, like that's potentially one game that the main roster can lose because you know the coaching staff just wants to put in this guy for one game, like. Maybe it's not as big of a deal as I'm making it out to be, but yeah. Uh, what I, do you think? I think I think this is probably I I think this is actually a really good thing. I'll just from the start. Uh, I think it's something that you probably only can do because of the format changes this year, with it being like a 54 game season as opposed to or did I get that number right? 18. Yeah, whatever. It's with it being a longer season than before um where they're playing it's like a five five round robin so 45 games uh it's a five uh five round robins and it's all one record right i think this is something you can only do because of that like if it had still been even if it was just summer split and it was a 27 game uh split like you're probably still on that verge of like doing something like this and switching someone out just for one game is too risky but i think i think it makes a lot of sense to just like have those situations like give giving a academy players lcs time uh giving your lcs player like just a day off like is not a bad thing either um i don't know i i I think it's uh i think it's legit uh and especially since they were upfront about it you know i think the thing that was always weird was when you know if if somebody comes in like if the dig situation turns out bad right like if you see comes back out after next week because dig goes oh and three like that's a bad situation of them like trying to swap academy and lcs around but with immortals they're like upfront about it like hey this isn't like oh insanity's benched they're like hey pretty's just gonna play a game because he's been doing well and they've probably tried him in scrims right and i think immortals is actually a team where they do like in-house scrims between academy and lcs frequently enough i don't know if they do like any team merging or anything like that to try and just shake things up but they i know that they play against each other i think revenge talked about that um so if they have you know reason enough to believe that he can perform at an lcs level then let him play it's not like insanity is your god-given talent star player so i think it's i think it's a a pretty legit move and cool to see immortals kind of like taking the lead and getting ahead of it and not making a huge deal out of it yeah, I definitely agree with the the transparency of like he's in for one game, 
and that's it. It's not going to be like, oh, he's going to play the whole weekend and then we'll evaluate the performance. It's like, for right. sure, he's only come in for one game. I guess I, I do really like that. And I suppose that like the timing of it is just like really good because of all these teams making roster changes at the at the moment. So I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of weird because I felt like every team was like purposely making a roster change or something. Um, but and then like, yeah, in the grand scope of things, it's, it's like out of 45 games that uh, total up to your record or even the 27 games that make up the summer split, like one game is less than like 3% of the total summer split games or something like that. Right. Or or at least less than 5%. And so I, in the grand scheme of things, one game is not that important. And I guess it depends on the matchup as well. And so speaking of which, we can uh, dive into the standings for week two of this LCS summer split. We've got Cloud9 back in first place after a 3-0 weekend at 17-7. and Then TSM and 100 Thieves right behind them, tied for second at 16-8. and Then we have TL at fourth place, 15-9. and Dignitas, 14-10 and in fifth place. And then also um, EG tied for a perfect 12-12 and <laughs> uh, for sixth place. Um, that's going to be really interesting. I kind of want to talk about that. Uh, next, we've got IMT at 10 and 14, FlyQuest at 9 and 15, CLG at 6 and 18, and then GGS ruined their record. They can no longer be 420 because they got to win this weekend. It, dude. Now they're 5 and 19. Um, I think something in the grand scope of things, uh, something that stood out to me is um, the cl- uh, Cloud9, 100 Thieves having a good weekend, both going 3 0. So I'm excited to see them match up in the next coming weeks. And also, it, it was pretty surprising to see imt just flop 03 maybe not surprising depending on like um because of the teams that they ended up playing right maybe they were just harder than the first week but that was like it was like the reverse of like them doing well and then them coming back down in the second week so it's going to be hard to gauge where they're really at and then happy to see eg pick up some games this weekend as well although they were still kind of messy but you know (laughs) they're fun to watch um any cool games that you want to point out from this weekend or um, big picture things you want to talk about? Um, I wanted to. I, I think you hit it a little bit. I was gonna say just that uh, the three O last last week three Os were obviously a curse. Uh, TSM and IMT both getting the the short end of the stick this week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I like. I, I feel like the, the IMT thing. It felt a little bad. Like it was it was just disappointing that they didn't get to pick up a single win this week. Uh, like it seemed like last week they looked like so so decisive so good they obviously were playing against worse teams minus like their one win against 100 thieves but uh it was it was you were hoping kind of that they were going to be like a sick team this split and then it then it wasn't the case yeah and speaking of speaking of sick teams i'm actually like so disappointed with tsm and tl the way that they're playing right now i feel like their level of play doesn't differentiate them as like top four or top five as opposed to like bottom five um when tsm lose they just like it looks like they're making gameplay mistakes who are like that are like very unpolished and then for yeah. tl their their game length is really strange i i think one of their games i was watching and they were having like good dragon tr- control in that game but they were down overall gold for most of the game and it barely barely were able to um I think it was the game against EG, actually, I believe, where, like, you, um, the top laner on Akali, Jenkins, he just, like, kills EG because they're, like, being monkeys, honestly. Right, EG classic. Yeah, no, I'm serious, dude. The way that, like, the Akali just picked out Jinx and then picked out the mid laner right after, it was just, like, it looked too easy. Like, that couldn't be real. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, only, only in LCS could like that kind of positioning occur. And like nobody seems to be on the same page. And they're just letting this like solo queue call. They kill the whole team. Yeah. Like practically by herself. Um, so that was my takeaway from this weekend. I d- didn't really like um, scrutinate any games um, pretty closely. In fact, I was mostly just like second monitoring, glancing over every once in a while. Anytime I hear somebody shouting, you right. know, <laughs> a fight must be happening. It was one of those weekends. But yeah, I would say like overall, pretty crazy flip in the standings. You know, C9's back on top and then all the teams that were doing well in the first week didn't do so hot in the second week. Um, a lot of one and two records this um, time around. So I'm not sure if that means there's parity amongst the teams or like, you know, the region's just kind of down right now. And then I can't even imagine that like um, the, the the changes that we previewed for 11.13, eventually it's going to hit this. And then I would say <laughs> right. that like, it's, it's a pretty big system change, like nerfs to Lee Sin and then nerfs to Stridebreaker and movement speed overall. Like, I feel like that's going to have um, effects on the game. And of course, the changes to Tom Kent as well. That won't be until like week five or week six potentially, but um, that's how that is. I guess, um, do you want to talk about like Viego and Gwen, like how they've been for the first two weeks? Um, I don't know. It's They've definitely had presence. I don't know that there's... Uh anything i have to say about either one in particular um what do you want to do you want to mention anything i was just thinking it seems like gwen is damn near 100 percent pick ban rate i think there was like one notable game she just went through the whole draft phase so i would say she's um for my understanding like 95 plus percent pick ban rate um i'm not sure where viego stands with that but then it sounds like viego can be a pretty good flex pick top or middle um, potentially jungle as well um and whereas gwen it just seems to be an overall strong pick um seemingly regardless of comp yeah i think uh i think gwen i don't know i guess we didn't in the patch that we went over there were no gwen nerfs right no yeah not not slated i mean it's i don't think it's final just yet there, right. there might be something slid in um last last moment i think they get a couple more days to finalize those um changes right but yeah i don't think there's anything slated for gwen or Viego, for that matter. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think Viego's one of those champs. I, I don't know. I think this is something that LS was saying that Viego's kind of like he's just he's too he's like he's too simple uh, and too powerful for like how simple he is. Kind of like like you think about how he like the champion himself plays, and it's like not hard to just play Viego on his own if you didn't if you didn't have to think about like him taking other champions bodies over right like just his kit on its own pretty basic right you just hit your spells you attack them double when you hit your spells your spells are really boring um right you know like it it, it all it, it all is like a perfect like mid-tier pro champ where it's just like they want something that is pretty consistent about what it does and that's when you're viego that's like do damage and then like when we kill somebody you kill them as well you know, you take their body and then you win the fight if you get the resets kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. I feel like it's it's one of those that I think people are playing a lot because of, like, his newness. Like, a lot of people have been trying it. And then I feel like he'll eventually, f- like, fall out of favor just due to the nature of the champ. Like, I don't think he is good enough to stay around, like, when people actually put in some thought of, like, how to play against him. You know, you see you see some games where people, like, you know, you get like four GAs on one team, and then like 
well the shit he can't reset now right it's just like uh katarina or something like they just can't go in and get the get the resets off to take advantage over or take over fights yeah i would say i would agree with you on the the simplicity point maybe as like opposed to syndra who has like a lot of creativity as to like how you could go about using her basic abilities um i think i mean like all in all he's like he's a 2021 champ like he has he has mobility he has like um healing built in he's got damage he's got reset he has multiple dashes like i think there's just parts of him that are like gonna make him a superior champion in many aspects um with regards to power creep i suppose and all different kinds of creeps in the game right (laughs) um uh, but but like you said like in the end he's a melee champion and like that's more or less ad um and is not like a late game carry especially if people are gonna go like third item uh randuins on him although i would say he has a bunch of strengths and then maybe you just have to play against him more or maybe the meta is gonna shift um for that something like that to change i will say that i am liking um just told to suddenly shift away from viego i'm liking the a lot of people are playing Jin Zhao jungle right now um seems to be pretty good i saw blabber playing it um and seemed really strong um so i'm glad to see that he's getting some love in the lcs right now do any other champion picks stick out to you from this weekend yeah i think i think we talked about it a little on your pick of the week but we've seen like leblanc kind of go nuts um in a couple games uh i think it was perks in one game and and poe in another um you know i i think there's i think that's a good sign of kind of what i was saying about like the viego thing i feel like people like are you get to a point with sometimes you get in a meta where it's like, oh, these are like the power picks, right? And like Akali right now is like one of those power picks where it's like everybody's just like, oh shit, I'm going to pick Akali as soon as it's up. And then if you play the counters to those picks, you know, then you can remember, try to remember to pull those out. But if you're just thinking of them as like, oh, Akali's super strong. And then it's like, well, if Akali's up, that must mean like Vigo and Gwen are up, right? So then I can pick those champs. And then you're putting them into your solo lanes. And it might not be a great matchup into Akali, whatever. But like, then you get to a point where people remember like, oh yeah, shit, if they just pick a Kali, I can just pick LeBlanc. And then it's a good matchup in the mid lane and I still get the same threat, right? And you just, but they have to build the rest of the comp a little different, whatever. Um, hopefully that's a sign of people pulling out some more more different picks and not just, you know, being meta slave kind of things. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, and then before we finish out this episode, I thought it'd be a good idea to um pick out some of our favorite matches that are going to happen next week um i think next week is going to be kind of interesting i think it's a lot of um for friday and saturday it's a lot of mis- mismatch of like top teams playing bottom teams just because they have to eventually but right. then next sunday is going to be really interesting where we're going to have team liquid versus 100 thieves and then also tsm versus cloud nine so um on that day a couple of the top four teams are going to end up playing each other and I think that's going to shake up the standings because they're all they're all pretty much like one game within each other. And so we can see TSM drop down to third, potentially even fourth. We can see 100 Thieves potentially go back up to first place after having lost it, after having it for a bit in the spring split. And then they haven't been to first place ever since. But other than that, I didn't really see any interesting matchups for Friday and Saturday. Um, have you taken a look at the schedule at all? Uh, I'm just looking right now. I mean, we've got Immortals and TSM, the two two teams you know the three o's week one looking like they could have been the best teams in summer split and then they uh both kind of choked a bit so maybe they'll prove 
that they're both good again when they play each other. And somebody's going to yeah. be better. You know, the, the funny and worst thing about that matchup of IMT versus TSM is that you, I can't even say that it's favored for one team or the other. <laughs> I, it's honestly a toss-up for me right now. Like, I'm, all, yeah. I'm not very impressed with the way TSM played this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, at least the way that their losses went. It just was kind of disturbing. Yeah, it's true. I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, but it, it, the good. I think that's the good thing about this being we're back to a nine week split. That you know, there's there's more weeks to come. There's not you don't have to go too overboard over just what happens in week two or week three. So for, for sure, ho- hopefully there are brighter pastures ahead for those guys. Yeah, hopefully, um, all the teams will be able to turn around next week. Yeah, the other one I'll point out is that we've got Dignitas just sitting one game behind Team Liquid, and they have this week matchups against Golden Guardians, TSM, who's a shit team now too, and CLG, who has always been a shit team. So, like, they could oh, easily... Okay. Potential they could easily 3-0, 3-0 angle? Yeah, 3-0 and hopscotch their way into uh, top 3, top 4, top 3, depending on uh, how TL and 100 Thieves and TSM all play. Okay, well, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on them. All right, that's it for me. I think I, I guess. Um, did you watch the 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 new um replay files or like the the second episode of like the next level with Medios? I can I think it's called. I did. I caught some of the um some of the replay files episode. That was pretty cool. Uh, I didn't. I wanted to go back and watch all of it. I like had to go do something, so I went away from my computer before uh, the start of that the that day. So I like caught like the first half, but it was uh that was that was a fun like team to watch that old clg team uh and like their the whole vibe behind it so that was cool to listen to those guys talk about it um but i did i i, I have been meaning to go back and watch the the next level show uh but i did not see any of that okay yeah i, I still need to take the time to watch those i think um yeah just watching so much lcs it's like you know that takes up like 20 hours of the weekend <laughs> and then these things are like 30 minutes each or Close to close to that, yeah. But but we'll see if I end up getting around to it. Yeah, they're way more. I think they're way more like you know podcasty. Uh, you know, like you you can you can have it on like relatively in your background if you're if you're just doing something else, doing some work or whatever, and keep an eye on it. Those are those are good to. But they're it's you know it's a quality thirty minute episode of stuff to watch rather than an LCS game that you may or may not be interested in. Oh, <laughs> I feel like that was a little burn. But I don't just, know for who. Not to anyone in particular. Just I mean, it's the LCS, dude. We know. We know who we are. We know yeah, how we some know. EG games can look. Yeah, some EG and CLG games. <laughs> unfortunately. Okay, and that's going to be it for episode 17 of On the Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it, and if you did, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and the service that you're listening to us on if you haven't already subscribed. And sorry that I've been stuttering for this whole episode. I just, like lose my train of thought every time <laughs> we'd appreciate it if you would also give us a rating or hit the like button to show us the support and you can find us on youtube as well as your podcast player of choice from apple podcast to spotify and so forth we'll see you all next week for another episode of on the hunt so long everybody